Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 is back, Friday edition. We are ready to go. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, live from the 6th and Peabody studio with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. And Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson, always glad to see them making the show happen for us. David Reed is the chairman of the board. We've got Becca Risley, Sleepy Danny, uh, Ellie Sylvia, our production assistant. Cast of thousands as we broadcast live from 6th and Peabody. Gentlemen, wrapping up a fun week, week number one in the new Outkick 360 studios. They said we wouldn't make it an entire week in the studio. They said we'd already failed when we started this show. (laughs) They were wrong. We're here. We're ready to bang hats. It's a Friday. It's going to be a big weekend for all of us. By big, I mean we're not doing anything this weekend, (laughs) which is always fun. And uh, I'm excited to talk a little uh, Field of Dreams game last night, Paul. But unfortunately... For your Yankees in our parlay, it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, it didn't work out. worked out briefly, and then it didn't work out. Grandly. How about the little panic attack I had right before we went on the air? That's crazy. A little crazy. I, I had some issues shocking. also. I had yeah, the sound on when we came on. on. Yeah. I'm having to move the chair to begin. Just little wasn't Friday really ready. chaos. Look, that game, my concerns about that game turned out to be unfounded. The, the setting was very good the game was very good this was a very good idea by baseball it was a beautiful night i i I don't have many complaints at all i still was pulled when they showed the aerial shot towards the the actual field Uh, it just i was like it's right there so why did we have to go over here i understand i wish there was a a little bit of a thorough explanation as to well, why property they wasn't done for sale. what they That's did why. over there. That property wasn't for sale. They bought over 100 acres and built that facility. Uh, over there. I, I would have loved a one-off like made-for-TV production at the movie's field. But they did a great job yeah. with, with, with what they did. The fence thing was well done. Um, everything was was well done. I, I don't want organ music at a game that's in the middle of nowhere. I, I would have liked more quiet in the middle of nowhere. But outside of that, it was a good baseball game, a great baseball game with come from behind and then come from behind again. Unfortunate result for me and for us. It was a great big-time event out of a regular season Thursday night game in Major League Baseball that had a lot of wonder, and especially if you love that movie, and I know some people, for some reason, hate that movie, but most of us love that movie, feel a connection with our dads over that movie. Uh, it, it taps on our deep connection from, from childhood to baseball with that movie, and I don't see how you couldn't have liked it. I agree. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me was, was just on social media, uh, you know, a post from, from friends who've never, toast, uh, never post about Major League Baseball or baseball in general, retweeting different things, commenting how much they love the game of baseball. That has not happened on my timeline in years. 
and it happened last night. It doesn't happen at the All-Star Game. It's not happening during the World Series. Major League Baseball found a way to make people tune into their product and love it instantly and stick with it. And, and that, that in and of itself is why this needs to be an annual event. It's coming back next year, I know, but they hit a home run, pardon the pun, they hit a home run with this because the casual fan was tuned in. I haven't seen the ratings yet. I'm rating this based off just social media discussion and the positivity that came out about the game of baseball. People that, that I haven't, again, that, that are just say it's boring, I'm not into it. They didn't, they didn't talk about how long the game was last night. They didn't discuss you know, all these pitching changes and uh, the, the shift. They didn't care. Uh, because of the setting and the nostalgia of it. And that's what baseball has needed. And they found it last night. Paul, I want to commend you on finding something to complain about uh, with that game because this is one of the few times that I have nothing to complain about, that there is no cynicism with that event last night. I thought it was perfect. I thought the players entering from the cornfield was perfect. The open with Kevin Costner was perfect. Kevin Costner's interview with Joe good. Buck and John Smoltz was great. The broadcast itself, even the goofy 1920 speakeasy-style outfits worn by the broadcasters, I thought worked. No digital scoreboards. No digital signage at all. It was really, really well done. Major League Baseball struck gold with this event. So much so, every Major League Baseball team needs to play there once a year. This needs to be a special thing for each team every year. There's going to be debate about when you do something more and more, how do you replicate it being special? Yeah, don't oversaturate. You replicate it being special by every year, your team is going to have one weekend. You know where you're playing there. You're playing a series there for one weekend. Your fan base gets a chance to go watch the game. And as the years go on, it becomes a bucket list item. If you are a Braves fan or a Mariners fan or a Cubs fan, you want to go watch your team play in Iowa in the cornfield one time. It's rare that I watch a game or an event and think, i got to go there. I've got to be there at some point. And I watched that last night thinking to myself, when my team is there, I want to go. And the way you give people more opportunities to go is you do it once a year. It's, It's... 30 Major League Baseball teams, we're talking about 15 weekends over the course of a season. You do those 15 weekends, you piece it together, everyone gets a weekend series in Iowa. Think about the Braves and the Dodgers meeting in the middle of the country to play a series. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I loved it. I hope we see a lot more of it. I I think the immediate demand for more said a lot. I I think your, your thing is maybe too much too soon. Um, like a lot of people were saying, why not? Why not a series? I think the Yankees and the White Sox go now and play two two more in Chicago. Um, mm. But why not a series? And why not more than next year? Automatically, I read a story about what they're going to do with that park, and the people who own it um, own some of it, but the bleachers are coming down, um, and they're going to have to do something else. I don't know why you wouldn't have some kind of collaborative ownership thing with Major League Baseball to keep it up, have a partnership, to have, uh, you know, tournaments, little league stuff, uh, uh, you know, the AAU kind of stuff come through there, minor league stuff come through there enough to keep the value up and then have at least the one game a year of major leaguers playing there come through, uh, have it feel like a winter classic with a permanent home. Uh, It's kind of an additional event to the all-star game every year at least. Um, then maybe you build it into one or two. But I would keep it at least at the beginning, super special one game. 
Uh, and then maybe, Chad, you build it towards what you're doing. But you don't want to do too much too soon to water it down, um, I, I think. I, well, I'd you be can't, careful. You can't replicate, even if you do it once a year now, you can't replicate what last night One was. Time, Costner time. walking out. I mean, you can do the entrance. And Costner walking out. And just the way the game ended, to perfection based on storyline. I mean, if you're writing a script, and they did on this film, you cannot script this game any better. Tim, this is from Doug Kern, who, who covers, um, covers the, the White Sox. Tim Anderson is the 15th walk-off homer ever hit by the White Sox against the Yankees. Number one, the first guy to hit a walk-off against the Yankees? Shoeless Joe. Shoeless Anderson. Joe Jackson. Yeah, that's amazing. And Anderson did it last night in the Field of Dreams game. I mean, you cannot script that any better. So... You're not going to be able to repeat what they did last night, but you can do it on a home, a home broadcast, on a regional broadcast, which is also another big topic about Iowa. But you can do it on those markets where, like Chad is saying, you bring teams in and it's for that weekend series or one game only, whatever it might be, um, for, for those fan bases to tune in and watch. I don't know if it's a national audience every Every, every year like we, like we saw last night or if you had the response like we saw last night quick point on the field of dreams Darren Ravel said that the that that land was purchased for 3.4 million that plot and it's over 100 acres that that facility is is on the you're right about the, the bleachers were just temporary when you hear about what went into putting that together when they talk about the land that they moved yeah. uh, and everything and then there was a storm Wednesday and I guess uh, I wasn't fully attentive to this story, but the storm Wednesday knocked, knocked down the corn stalks, a lot of them. And they went out and bought rods to put in the ground to, to attach the corn stalks to. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a game in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. And in a lot of ways, it's a game on a movie set. <laughs> because... because you're, you're looking at corn stalks that are attached to rods that are put in the ground that are held up because the night before they were blown over by a storm. Which, you know, at the first moment I thought, well, and then I thought, well, it is a movie set. You yeah, know, it yeah. is a cornfield in the middle of Iowa and it is a movie set. So it's kind of fitting that it's a combination of, of the two. Well, it's also kudos to Fox on the broadcast. The drones, uh, you know, everything with that I thought was really well done. Even the drone shot through the house. Talking about the movie set, Paul, they go through the house with the drone all the way through, mm -hmm. upstairs, downstairs, everything I thought was really neat to see. I mean, look, I, I thought it was a complete home run. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's all that interesting to come on here and say something was perfect, but I watched that and I had chills at times with the music, uh, with the Kevin Costner walkout, the game itself was incredible uh, with two good teams and the walk-off home run. I, I just it, – it's rare that anything in media I can watch and, and not have one single tiny complaint about it. I, I thought it was perfectly done by everyone, another baseball and Fox. Another illustration of the interest, uh, and we're talking about kids being interested. So I've got an 11-year-old baseball player in my house, but he does not watch games. He watches highlights on YouTube, mostly old and it was getting started up and he was looking at the TV like, wow, this is really cool. Now he is a new middle schooler and he was going with friends to the first middle school football game last night. That is a big deal with some friends playing in the game. Mm -hmm. And when he was getting ready to leave, he's like, I don't know what I want to watch more. 
He was tempted, like he was not, he already had plans, somebody was picking him up. But if it was, a, we were going, he might have wanted to stay home to watch that over going to the first middle school football game, which is saying something big. Um, and I really would like to know, I wonder if somebody will monitor this, how much is Field of Dreams getting streamed today and this week? That's a great, oh, Reed, that's Reed a, watched it earlier this week because we were talking about ready. it. Yeah, that's a great point. I would be tempted point. to stream it this weekend, but I bet you those numbers are huge. This is also what the NBA needs, a version of this. Um, and, and other sports can, can use a lift as well. And it doesn't have to be like Hoosiers and you play this game in Indiana. It's not that. I don't think you can replicate Something. that the way you fill the dreams. What's the but they need like uh, at a, Rucker they, Park. They need they like play a, a game in Rucker Park in New York City. They need something like that, that or they cool. need like Chain a... Nets. They need a draw. They need to, uh, I mean, it can be as simple as something like Chad's saying at Rucker Park, but it can also be uh, maybe an in-season tournament that determines a certain seed for the playoffs. You know, where you have an NCAA tournament-style feel if you're going to start the season in November, you have something that goes on in December or January. I I don't know. There have to be some ideas that are circulating today with other with other leagues that are trying to replicate what Major League Baseball pulled off last night. It's, it's so hard in basketball. You're right, Hutton, though. They do need to do something. The, the first thing that popped to mind was a Rucker Park-type game outdoors. But I'm trying to think of the basketball equivalent that could produce the same level of beauty that we saw last night. And I just don't think there is one. There's cool venues. Maybe every Hinkle team Field plays House. one game at a neutral site that's uh, you know, somewhere unique for that, that team, that fan base. Um, but, yeah, they, they sh- certainly should be brainstorming something. Hit us up on Twitter, at OutKick360. We are back with more headlines right after this. OutKick360 across the OutKick network. And we hope you'll subscribe to the channel on YouTube if you're watching in that manner. You're automatically entered to win the Sony and Hertz Audison prize pack if you subscribe and ring the bell so that you're alerted every time we go live weekdays at noon Eastern across the network. Uh, you get the Sony and Hertz Audison prize pack, which is the full car stereo system. We will be drawing a winner for this prize. It's valued at over $2,500. We'll be drawing Tuesday, August 31st. Uh, today, August 13th. So jump on, subscribe, and you're automatically entered to win one lucky subscriber. We will announce that winner on the 31st here from 6th and Peabody's Studios in downtown Nashville. Here's a stat for you out of that lovely game. Andrew Heaney, the Titan, uh, Titans, the Yankees' new starting pitcher acquired around the trade deadline, is known to give up a lot of solo home runs. He gives up a lot of contact. And he doesn't have a problem with giving up solo home runs. Last night, I think he gave up some with people on base. He's pitched 13.2 innings for the Yankees since he came over. Eight home runs. <laughs> That's not going to cut it, sir. That uh, is. Um, Yanks are about to get healthy. He's about to go to the bullpen. That's a bullpen pitcher. That is, uh, that is batting practice pitcher is what that sounds yeah, like. Not, yeah. yeah, that's a, uh, a long relief on a bad day pitcher. Um, we're getting some really good responses to our discussion about what would the NBA version of the Field of Dreams game, what would it be on, on the YouTube chat? And someone said, if you play the blacktop game, make it where the players call their own fouls for one game in the NBA. That would be cool. That would be awesome. That's a great Players idea. calling their own fouls, no refs, on a blacktop game for one game. That would be Can you cool. imagine with the, someone saying that would reduce the flopping 
in the game for that one time, but to go back to your roots and play a game where you're calling fouls on the other team and see be fun. how out of control it would get or not, if they could manage it Self perfectly, police. fine. I picture that it, and uh, I think it's got to be uh, Indiana. Uh, I, I like the blacktop game, Rucker Park. I like that. I think another idea is a, an Indiana field house, not even Hinkle field house, just like a, 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 a small high school venue. But to me, again, like where I started with the field of dreams, I think a lot of these ideas are made for TV ideas and not... Yeah. made for live audience ideas. And <clears throat> you have to be willing to have it be really a TV show more well, than that's it what is these a live event. Need. They're lacking live TV audiences. Yes. Well, and especially it, in the regular season. Right. So if you go to some small field house in Indiana, you're not going to get a lot of people in there. You're going to have a, a, an exclusive sponsor audience, and it's going to be a television production. And you got to be okay with that. V-Love also said, make it shirts versus skins in the game. <laughs> I mean, look. look I'd so, I mean, I would watch that. I, mean, I think about the drone shots and like every, it, absolutely. The guys picking up guys more. Knicks versus you know? Nets. Oh, Knicks versus Nets. Rucker Park. Yeah. Shirts versus skins. Call your own fouls. Yeah. I think we just solved the problem for the NBA right here. Let's do it. Let's, let's make it happen. If you're the, I, I would, I, I think it's something that if you get us and we're not huge NBA guys, that we know we're going to tune in for that entire mm, game. Absolutely. And you've, you've done something. Reed even mentioned playing at the YMCA where the game was invented. That would be a cool Another good idea. Step. He said it may be a parking lot now. We don't know if it still exists. I think there's a marker and something across the yeah. street. I, I, I would watch it. But you could, do, you could do a game where you know, the league comes in and renovate. You do it at the original Y. And then from there, you renovate a YMCA across the country every year. I mean, you could do where the league comes in, renovates that court, and then leaves it for everyone to use afterwards. I mean, that, that, that's another outside-the-box idea that the league could get behind, and ESPN could get behind. Uh, Robert on Twitter says the NFL equivalent is playing at college stadiums. I, I disagree because some college stadiums are bigger than NFL stadiums. Well, the stadiums, NFL has Thanksgiving. And some college I mean, stadiums are NFL stadiums. I don't know if the it's NFL the needs this. Like, this, no. this is not – to me, this is about the, the long – daily grind yep. of certain leagues. Well, that's why the, 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 the NFL, NBA. The, the, yeah, the NBA, NHL, NHL, which has done this with the Winter, with the winter Classic. Classic. Right. They found a way. They're, they're the pioneers here. But could you do it, like, it, could you do it in golf? Could you have a tournament-style blind draw golf tournament where 16 or 32 head-to-head matchups and it's a bracket where you eventually make your way down over a weekend, over a four-day tournament where you make your way down to the the championship round i don't again, i don't know again made for tv at, right. at a local muni could be yeah at a yeah at mccabe <laughs> well, that would be i mean what would minus 58 like i'd love to see the scores by the end of the It'd weekend at a, at a course like that yeah, i'm not saying at a super easy course i'm saying at a super yeah. accessible course yeah but there's you know, that's not the most well manicured course in no the, in the land um i to me, the, 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 the brainstorming here is, is really easy. It's, the, it's, it's finding that uh, made-for-TV event where you're looking forward to that once a year. Major League Baseball, there is no way that they go back after today. And I know Manfred announced yesterday that they were going to bring it back next year. There's no way that they do this and don't expand it based on the success of last night. It's rare to have an event where you know it's a success before you even see the ratings. And really, it's the buzz about it 
more so than it is the ratings number. And I, again, I go back to people are talking about baseball today. We were not talking about baseball headlines yesterday. No, you're right. It's and, the best buzz thing for baseball in a long, long time. And most of the buzz things for baseball have been negative. It's, again, it's perfect. I mean, I, I don't know why you wouldn't go back to it. I, I'm curious to see what the national ratings are. Because now, uh, baseball's Deitch not is getting big numbers in baseball nationally during the season. Richard Deitch is expecting it north of $4 million, which is, uh, for, for, for a regular season baseball game, a very, very big number. Now, I saw some polls out last night, like, what are you intending to watch? These were from accounts that weren't really a... NBA, an NFL person or an MLB person. These were more from gambling people that I think would have, you know, equal shares of audience that were heavily, came down heavily in favor of Field of Dreams over preseason football, which is the right choice, oh, frankly. Of but we know people are insane about watching preseason football. Well, the, the, the only argument would be the, the, you know, the, the baseball game is a long, drawn-out process where you're at least checking in back on your team or football itself. In this case, you didn't – I was sticking with the game. It was so exciting. And I, I mean, would have watched this game the no back and forth. And I then was you, lucky it was You had the top team. of the ninth, bottom of the ninth walk-off. To me, the, the whole storyline was perfect. Now, I, I, there was a point uh, after, before and after – the Costner Open. The Costner Open where he walks out and the players walk out with the uniforms where it looked like it was in black and white. It looked almost hologram-esque as they walk out of the corner. It was perfect. The build-up before that and then afterwards with the long, they had an all-star game feel to it, that got kind of old. But uh, for the, and that will get old. As we, if, if they did this on an annual basis, that part would get old uh, because they had the Open with A-Rod. And then they, you know, they, they did the Costner Open. They did another Open after that. They had the Anthem. That's all fine, but I don't need that every year. Right. I, I'm tuned into the game itself. Um, but, yeah, last night for the first time it was perfect. Did you hear uh, – so three Yankee pitchers went over to the original field and they went through the corn maze on their way back and they got lost. No. Zach, including Zach Britton, who's the guy that blew the, blew the safe. <laughs> Former Oriole. And one of them called <laughs> – Another one, he's like, where the hell are you? <laughs> they were, they Rosenthal reported this. They got lost in the maze, which I'm sure many people do. Jacob, you're a corn maze guy. You're from corn maze country. How easy is it to get lost in a corn maze? I'm, I would imagine pretty easy. Very easy. But yeah, what do you think if you're like, I'm sure there are fans in there too. Did and he call them like on the a phone? Divide. Do they have a phone on them? Well, they might, might have had their phones in their pockets, right? They're walking around before the game. But I, I think like, it also had a distinct feel of like, I felt like there was an ability for some pregame intermingling between fans and players with like a respectable divide. I also thought like after the game was over, clearly people weren't rushing to get out of there, though it was a traffic nightmare. They wanted to milk every second. But when they went off the air, there was a guy on the mound of the old field throwing to a friend at the plate. And there wasn't like a line of people like being, all right, you've thrown your three pitches, get off of there, it's my turn. Which is how I pictured it. Like I would have pictured people getting on that movie set field, just dying for their chance. And it seemed like completely peaceful like a kid's game broke out and everybody was getting their turn and there was no like rush 8,000 people is still a lot of people 
I would have been in my seat for the game the whole time. I would have spent my time at the movie set field before, before or after. after. But it seemed to me like to be a really like idyllic, peaceful atmosphere, as you would want a field in the middle of Iowa to be, that the behavior fell in line with the setting. Uh, billboards, go ahead, Chad. Sorry. Well, the traffic part of it would be exactly as I expected. It would be the Just end of like the movie, Field movie. of Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of lights, lights lined up on uh, a small road on the way out and the way in. Brian Hawk, who covers the team uh, for, for one of the outlets in uh, New, New Jersey, I think, uh, his flight got canceled. I think he was uh, connecting maybe in Pittsburgh. He rented a car, and Andrew Marchand, the, the, the excellent uh, sports media reporter for The Post, was kind of chronicling him. Uh, he, he, he had a picture of all of his snacks and drinks. He says, don't worry, I'm going to make it. And he drove to Dyersville. Um, and then he was in, in a line of traffic like that. He's like, four hours before the game, this line of cars is not moving. If you have a ticket and you haven't left yet, I don't know what you're thinking. But yeah. it, it was very much like the end of the movie. Judy Batista chiming in, reporter with uh, NFL.com, NFL Network, and says the courts at West 4th Street in New York City would also be an amazing backdrop. Oh, she's reacted to it. I'm, I'm not familiar with the courts yeah. at West 4th Street. I'm, I'm assuming, I've Paul. i the courts yeah. at West 4th Street. That's what you uh, want. You want the yeah. made-for-TV effect there. Yeah, they're inside chain the link. said that would make yeah. for incredible scenes. They're inside yeah. chain-link fences. You know, there's a lot of, like, decorative graffiti, not bad graffiti, good graffiti there. You know, you got pizza places across the street. You'd grab a slice. You'd watch, right. you'd watch <laughs> some guys. You got chain, yeah. chain I mean, it's, nets. I can uh, that to me. That's the that's the end of the discussion. That's the event. Yeah, that's the NBA. Event. I, we've I, we've solved it. We've solved the NBA's brainstorming now, session here, right now. They're they're in New York the City today it. brainstorming. Here's the issue. If they tune into the show, they would know exactly what to do. They have about two. They have two months of options. They have at the very beginning of their season, or they have early spring because of the weather and the timing of it. So. That, that limits them. You also on, have to allow for rain. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, that limits them, but, um, but I love the idea. Henry says they should do a Bull Durham baseball game next. And I guess that would just be at a, at a minor league park. Um, if you're going to take the idea of just replicating movie scenes for a major league baseball game, would it be possible to recreate Sandlot 4th of July game where fireworks illuminate an entire game <laughs> one night? They should do that for an inning at the All-Star game. Yes, you turn off the lights and have a fireworks show that could illuminate yeah. a game for a short time. I'm uh, somewhat joking, but uh, you could take this baseball movie idea yeah. and replicate it a number of different ways. I don't know that a Bull Durham game, have somebody, it's just uh, playing in a minor league park the way the Toronto Blue Jays are playing in a minor league park because they can't go home to Canada. an eight-man-out game and have somebody throw the World Series. <laughs> that too. That's the next step. Hey, um, uh, the, the, the big controversy in, in the game last night was that the the billboards around town in Iowa as you drove in uh, someone spent a lot of money on these billboards to, to really drive home the issue of the blackouts across Major League Baseball and, and really in Iowa specifically where in Iowa if you're a baseball fan you cannot you're blacked out every night on six Major League Baseball markets based on regions that they surround and where they fall within the geographical map of the United States. They, they cannot watch the Cubs, the White Sox, they cannot watch the Cardinals or the Royals, and they cannot watch the Brewers or the Twins. These they're, poor they're people limited live on in all the middle of, of America 
without any pro sports in their state. And they're eliminated from watching more teams than anywhere imaginable. I mean, it is the most ridiculous thing. It's a, it's a, it's a bad rule that whatever was agreed to between the, the, the teams, the, the Major League Baseball and the, and the television agreements, um, they just completely overlooked this issue. And, and then Rob Manfred says, there's nothing more important to us as a business priority than delivering games to fans. That's absolute bull. Yeah, I mean, it is. How could you say that? I cannot stand people getting in front of reporters and cameras and saying things that are blatantly false. We just read to you six teams that can't be watched by people who want to watch baseball in Iowa, which is not any way, shape, or form a bread and butter market for Major League Baseball. And you're saying there's nothing more important than getting games in front of fans. You're lying, because if it was important, you would solve it. You would have solved it a long time ago. He goes on to say, um, the blackout situation is a complicated one. It involves regional broadcasters, distributors, our individual clubs, and us. And we're spending a tremendous amount of time and effort to get to a better place. It's the top priority for us. Since when? But today? It's not. Because if it's been a priority for you, you would have solved it by now. So stop lying and start solving. Well, it's one of these complicated issues where the television providers want to sell that uh, major league, what is it, strike zone or what is uh, uh, the game? Extra inning. Extra inning. Uh, yeah, everyone has their own version of that, and that's major league baseballs. I love it. Like, I, I can flip through. Not everybody wants to pay the premium price. They want to watch their team, and that's it. I get it. Um, and I, I, they've tried to solve this where you can pay a, it's like $5 a month if you're out of market and you want to watch your team. Yeah. But in like market, you're screwed. You're, the blackout rule would apply. So if, if I try to watch on MLB Extra Innings, the Braves game, I have to get the, I have to go through Bally Sports to watch the Braves. I can't watch it on the Major League Baseball package, which is fine. Like I can watch the Orioles. That's I'm interested in. That's why I purchased the package. I can watch the Baltimore Orioles. But the, 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 the regional teams I'm limited to, which is just, sometimes it's the Reds, it's just the Braves mainly. Um, and, and in Iowa, it's six teams with that. They, they have to figure out a better way. And to me, that, there would be so few instances of states like Iowa that would be affected by this. Just make it easy. Right? If, Where, if I'm in Iowa and I want to watch any team, allow me to purchase the ability to view that team. Locally. Yeah. Any, yeah. Allow me, wherever I am, to purchase the right to watch whatever team, whether it be a local team or whether it be another team. I think they're very good at accommodating a displaced fan. I'm a Yankee fan in Nashville. That's not a problem. You're an Orioles fan in Nashville. That's not a problem. Right. But, this, but the, see, the this, difference, the difference thing, is for Iowa, the difference is they, if you're a fan of any of these regional teams, you're blacked out, but yet you don't have a local channel that's actually carrying the game. Right. So you don't have an alternative. Right. Most of the time you have an alternative. If you can't get the Braves here on extra innings, it's because there's an alternative. I, I know the channel the to go to. the regional sports network right. that you can go get, but they don't have anything to go get. Yeah. It's, it's Well, there's got to be crazy. an easier way, and it, it shouldn't take this long to figure out the easier way. I mean, if Rob Manfred's going to say we're spending a lot of time and resources – into figuring things out, you got to figure it out before now. I mean, that, this should not be a story around that game 
with those billboards. And it's only a story because Major League Baseball hasn't done what they should have done a, a while back and figured it out and actually done something about it. It seems like a pretty easy fix. And meanwhile, what are kids there watching? Not baseball. I mean, it's not a possibility that they're not watching baseball anyway, but it's not a possibility. It's just it, ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for the fans that, that want to, to watch a regional team. It's, well, they did a you good have job. To be a, you have to be a team of a team, uh, a fan of a team out west, really, or a, a fan of a team on the East Coast. Yeah. You, can't be a, you can't be a fan of uh, a team in the Midwest and, and live in Iowa. And you live in the Midwest. That, that makes a lot of sense. So um, good job by the billboard buyers in terms of getting the attention of the commissioner and raising the issue. But, you know, it's a, it's a little... A flame up that'll disappear now as a national issue does major league baseball stand by its word and choose to continue to address it or does it say ah we shut those people up but we paid them as much attention as they need and now we can go back to status quo uh, we will get into the Titans preseason matchup against the Atlanta Falcons coming up in the Tennessee Power Hour. Uh, it will lead off the hour with uh, the VolQuest Power Hour with Brent Hubs and Austin Price the latest in Knoxville on the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, some other headlines out there today, uh, NFL-wise. Last night, we saw Mac Jones. Uh, the stat line, if you woke up and you're just like, oh, what'd the rookie do? It's, he's two for five. There's not much there. There's not much meat on the bone to really judge him on. However, he made a beautiful throw down the left sideline into the end zone, roughly 40, 50-yard throw. Uh, he dropped it right into the bucket, and the receiver dropped the touchdown pass. That was the big takeaway, is Mac Jones... Early on, even Cam Newton was admitting post-game, and they played Cam Newton longer than I thought they would uh, based on his injury history. He played nearly a full quarter in preseason game number one. Um, Good body language for Jones. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm what saying. Like it, the, the command. Uh, it, the same the touch, body language when he was walking fast when he got touch, drafted. <laughs> touch pass. Um, a, lot of, a lot of purpose in I that stride. I, I didn't watch as he was walking. As he was walking after the draft. And they didn't put that in the highlights. There, there are certain, yeah, there are certain <laughs> things I, I take away from just – Paul's right. You do kind of read into body language and how a guy is leading an offense, albeit five passes. But I did see some things where I'm thinking, okay, how soon before Mac Jones is named the starter? in New England. I don't think it's week one. ASAP. Uh, but it, it, it could be sooner rather than later. And then that got me thinking, is, is Mac Jones playing before Justin Fields in Chicago, where everyone thinks Fields is going to be the guy quickly? Like by October, they don't, no one's believing Andy Dalton is keeping that job for very long. If that's the case, then you, you put your money on Fields. But Mac Jones, and we know Cam Newton's struggles of recent um, and, and just uh, up and down play, how soon before we see Jones get some snaps, uh, real snaps, in New England? It, it looked like a, a, a what could bud into a competition once the regular season gets here. Sooner rather than later. I mean, I, I think if you're comparing Chicago and New England, you know, different you, expectations. You got to feel slightly better about Cam Newton as bad as he was last year than yeah. you feel about Andy Dalton, um, and. Uh, you know, New England, I think, has higher expectations, like you're saying, than, than the Bears do realistically. New England had a down year, but they've replenished well, the that big, roster with a and, lot of And you of know this. It also, uh, New England has coaches with better job security. Yes. So they, they may be more likely to just stick with the veteran trying to get something on track and let the rookie develop behind him instead of – Nagy's got to – He's got to win. Win now, and uh, all, all of Chicago is – is ready to see fields yesterday 
So uh, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see Fields, uh, how much he plays in the preseason and, and what kind of look we get at him and sense of him. What, are, what is going on in New Orleans with Michael Thomas? So the headlines have weaved in and out to where now the headline is, according to Charles Robinson at Yahoo, um, that Sean Payton and Michael Thomas have at least, at least talked. There were headlines out last week or early this week that Thomas wasn't happy with the fact that clearly some stories were leaked out about the offseason and how he had ghosted his franchise that he plays for. He signed and plays under a $100 million contract. The, the details of that contract, though, that are not written in the fine print of these reports is Michael Thomas's guaranteed money from that contract ends after this year. Uh, the contract goes further than this year, but the guaranteed money on the deal ends after this season. He elected, for the backstory here, he elected to have surgery. Um, was it an ankle? Yeah. Uh, foot ankle surgery late into the offseason, leading up right before camp instead of having this uh, surgery right after the season. And so now he's going to miss a massive chunk of the regular season in recovery instead of doing his recovery during the offseason. So he screwed his team uh, by, by electing to do this late. And, and I don't blame the Saints for being upset about it. At the same time, uh, I, I don't know if they could just trade him away for a player who's not going to be available for the well, ma- major part of, this, part and, of the season. And he ghosted uh, coach, GM, you know, wouldn't, people with the team didn't yeah, return calls. The plan the calls. was, hey, I'm going to uh, go a little bit slow on this, see how it does on its own, then we'll get to a certain date. If it hasn't improved by that date, I'll have the surgery so that I could be ready for the season. That time came the Saints reached out to him in every avenue possible, and he was non-responsive. I mean, that's conduct uh, detrimental. Well, and this comes on the heels of him being suspended by, for, for one game last season for getting in that practice fight with, um, with Gardner Johnson, C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah, the cornerback. It's a bad situation. But the other thing is, uh, who's trading for Michael Thomas to get him in the middle right. of the season, not knowing his health, and with the contract kind of at the yeah, you would you would be negotiating a new contract, but again, you don't know. You would be trading for him for a for a, a playoff boost, Run. but you need your team in playoff contention. You have to get it before the deadline, and the I don't know if he's, he's not back. healthy by the deadline. I don't know if he's Probably. back before the deadline. Yeah, this is another one of those situations. It's got a little bit of the. Um, Deshaun Watson timetable feel to it, right? There's too much uncertainty to make the move. Ewan brings up a good point on our YouTube chat also. It's got a little bit of a Scottie Pippen feel to it. (laughs) He just pulled a Scottie Pippen in the last dance where he waited and waited, got the surgery, so he sat out because he was upset with his contract. It's Scottie Pippen all over again. Scottie Pippen was like, why do I get fixed on my time instead of getting fixed and rehabbing on their time? With the contract. As Michael Jordan said, Scottie was being selfish. About that. Being selfish, but but Scotty was way underpaid. Yeah, uh, yeah. that that was the point of his issue. But still, you um, want to be available when the time comes to get paid. Yeah, and Thomas signed a hundred million dollar deal in twenty nineteen. And he's an excellent player. I mean, this I don't understand that you're not thinking excellent. I, I got to play. I mean, that's how I make my money. That's how I get my new contract. That's how I'm in the spotlight. Well, it makes me wonder. And I'm going to be in the spotlight with everybody's camera focused on my ankle. If, and these are all hypotheticals, that's, uh, sometimes it's fun to deal in this, but I, I'm trying to think about the mindset of the player. If Drew Brees were still playing, does he get the surgery earlier in the offseason? 
right? Like the, there's a player leadership factor here that, that I would also factor into the decision of what's going on behind well, the scenes. Well, is Drew Brees an additional phone call that's made to him that he might answer? Yeah. Where he's not answering Loomis and Peyton and, and whoever else was making, making phone calls. And how are you not answering phone calls? I mean, why am I trading for a guy who's as good of a receiver as he is who I can't count on to answer the phone when I need him? Be it offseason or not. I don't want that guy anymore, and I think he's phenomenal. I understand that guys are going to forgive people who are good players and help them win, but I would have a real hard time just accepting that as, well, he's looking out for himself. We got into this with the Titans with some different things also. For a sport that you are so reliant on the guy next to you to not get hurt at times and to produce and win, and the players around you in football, your paycheck and livelihood depends on them. I am amazed sometimes at the short-term memory of players and teammates when something like this happens. Fans always get upset when this happens with their team, but it's remarkable to me that more players don't get upset and teammates get upset with a guy doing something like what Michael Thomas is doing right now. I agree. They should. They should be livid, everybody on that team. But they've lost kind of the veteran leader. they got offensive line leaders there. I mean, they're still leaders are in the backfield. But, you know, their veteran quarterback leader is a guy who eats W's and misuses the word condom in a press conference the other day. He, he, he's, he's such a confused, Well, he, he may not dude. be. It, it, Taysom Hill may end up actually getting that yeah. gig. That job's very much up in the air. Sean Payton said he wants to see each of them start They're one of play these both, preseason don't games. You think? Well, if they play both, if Hill's the second guy, you know, he's a gadget guy. Which he was anyway. Right. But if Hill's the starter, I don't, I don't see Jameis coming off the bench as much of a then it's a collegiate kind of playing both, which I'd be completely against. They're uh, a completely different approach in the same division with, with Tom Brady and the Bucks and, and what's going on there. Jason Light with reporters uh, recently just saying, yeah, we might as well go for it with the offseason mentality of kicking the can down the road on some, some contracts. We'll, we'll discuss that mentality and compare it. Jason Light, uh, really good friends, best friends with John Robinson here in Nashville. Uh, we'll compare it to what Robinson had to do with some roster restructuring and taking some dead money hits and comparing that to what the Bucks are doing to reload and try to repeat. We'll do that. We have the 360 parlay, uh, plus news on Carson Wentz through Colts ownership. That is all straight ahead. First, though, OutKick 360 pumped to be with Aurora NutriScience. Uh, they are partnering with uh, OutKick 360 and we're staying mentally sharp and focused with Aurora. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. You're seeing vitalifescience.com right now on the screen, vitalifescience.com. This is where you can see more information. You can also, for OutKick 360 season ticket holders, you receive a 15% discount with the code OutKick360. Typical pills and capsules not well absorbed, not the case here with Aurora. In fact, mo- most are only absorbed in small, very small amounts. Your digestive system breaks down those pills until there's little left for your benefit. But here's Aurora, unique, cutting-edge, nutritional, and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use vi- vitamin C, which you see on your screen right now, the vitamin B complex, vitamin D3, 
uh, glutathione, simple single-use packets I can grab and go in the mornings. Aurora supplements absorbed in the bloodstream through the GI tract, ensuring it's not wasted like a capsule or pill. Visit vitalifescience.com, vitalifescience.com for more information. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360, vitalifescience.com. Outkick 360 back with the daily parlay that gets us into the weekend. I was uh, with Chad this morning, uh, Paul, uh, getting some coffee, and he said, "You know what? I'm I've got the parlay today." I said, "Okay, fine. It's just Take wrestling. It. Take it's it. stealing it from people." Uh, Chad, your thoughts on tonight's parlay that that will hopefully win us a little cash from FanDuel.com/OK360 headed into the weekend. This is a thought that I had as we created a new rule on this show, and that is if we go to this Starbucks <laughs> at the Margaritaville Hotel and it is packed on a Friday, uh, Jacob Swanson does not get his delicate little order that he wanted because it took 35 <laughs> minutes for us to wait on Jacob's uh, drink. And Hutton and I just said, coffee, coffee black, please. And they turn around and pour it for you right there. Uh, so it costs us about 35 minutes, but that's a, a new show rule. That's how much and we love Jacob. Here's also a new show rule. We're going to start winning, and that winning <laughs> begins right now. This is a rule on this show. I took the parlay because I've got a winner for you, and we're going to show it for you right now. Let's bankrupt Fandle. Let's, let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's change. You know what? I, Everyone I see, do this with us. Power in numbers. I want to see so many people flood to this play let's right here. Lines. We're changing change lines. We're changing lines. We are the whale <laughs> that's placing the bet. We just placed a million-dollar bet. That's what I want this to look like. I want the Atlanta Falcons to go from minus 115 in this preseason game to minus 215 based on everyone flooding to the Falcons on the money line. Now, your thoughts on, the, on taking the Falcons in the preseason uh, they've tonight? Got, it's the first game of their new head coach. I think they're going to play some of their guys more than the Titans. That's fair. I, I think their, their motivation is a little bit more than the Titans going into this first preseason game at home. Give me the Falcons on the money line. Give me, and what I mean by that is when it gets in the fourth quarter, I think they're going to have a little more interest in winning if it's, if it's within reach than the Titans will. Give me the Phillies on the money line. I've uh, worked out well betting with Zach Wheeler when he takes the mound for the mm-hmm. Phillies, going with the Phils tonight as a favorite, and going with the Los Angeles Dodgers to win in Queens tonight against the New York Mets, minus 162. $5 gets you $24 at FanDuel. Let's win, boys. Let's, Let's win. win together. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys my parlay that I was bringing today before Chad claimed I don't have the screenshot of this, so I'm just going to read this off. Uh, it's opening day for the EPL. I yes. believe um, Arsenal, uh, and we have uh, let's see, uh, Chelsea and and Man U play tomorrow morning early. I was going to put them on a uh, a parlay, not against each other, not against each other. Yeah, both to win. It's fourteen parlay, both to win outright. Uh, Braves, they're throwing their best starter. Their bullpen sucks, but at least their bullpen is rested. Um, I'm taking the Braves on the money line. They're facing a Nationals team that are coming off of double header, and the Nationals traded away all their good players. And I'm taking the A's tonight to win outright. Texas sucks. And they're, they're just awful. They're, they just Trading flew back from everybody. Seattle. Uh, I buy into road trips and getting crushed. They, the A's crushed Texas last week. Their lineup is extremely powerful. They put up a ton of runs. Take the A's to, to, to win outright. A's, uh, A's, Braves. And then I'm taking Chelsea and Man U. They're all favorites. And tonight, I'm putting them in a 14 parlay. It'll pay off tomorrow uh, after the EPL 
opens up. I like Hutton, you will I'm have to show me Chelsea. that parlay, a screenshot of it, because I will play that one as well. I just wrote it down. I, I'll, I'll give it to you. Nice. Let's, let's double up. Let's win big. Let's go. Like let's FanDuel.com slash OK360. Uh, you can also, uh, if you're a first-time user to FanDuel, if you'd like to join us moving forward on this, uh, you can place a... You, you, Chad mentioned the million-dollar bet. You can place up to a $1,000 bet risk-free with your first bet at FanDuel.com slash OK360. Use the code OK360FanDuel.com for that. What does it always say, Hutton? If you're not taking advantage of an offer like a $1,000 risk-free bet, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're wasting your life. Do it right now. Take advantage of that offer at FanDuel. The Bucks trying to run it back, and it's been well-documented. They re-signed every free agent that they had. All starting, the, the, the 22 starters, uh, plus back. some special teamers, including Ryan Suckup, they're all back. They're running it back. And Jason Light was asked about that approach to the offseason and bringing everyone. He goes, look, the window is open. I don't know how long the window is. Is it two, three, four years? Uh, but we're going for it. We're, we're going all in. And they're not known for taking on and pushing uh, a lot of dead money down the road. But that's, that's what they've done. And uh, they're not known for restructuring. That's, that's what they've done a little bit of this offseason. And that's what we've seen from the Titans as well. We, we saw some restructuring in order to get Julio Jones here. But we also saw them take on some dead money by releasing some veteran players to m- structure it to where they fit under the cap, but also give them some room to maneuver a roster and actually stay relevant with where they were, if not better, um, two guys that know each other well, different approaches where Light re-signed everyone and Robinson had to make some difficult decisions with players like Malcolm Butler and cut them loose before their contract was up. Yeah, Titans don't do voidable years historically and now they've got at least two guys with voidable years in uh, Ryan Tannehill and Jayon Brown. And, and voidable years really push some money out into the future. Ryan Tannehill's cap number next year, very big. But if you're going to have a very big cap number, have it for your successful quarterback. Um, and so yeah. that's not an unreasonable thing to do, given the, the context of the league and the way the league works now. And look, the Titans, whether they're correct or not, clearly believe Corey Davis was good last year because of the way they used Corey Davis and that they can get that for less than Julio Jones becomes available and you know you're paying him 15 but he's Julio Jones right um but I think that they think that you know a lot of of Johnu Smith's success came out of you know Johnu Smith has some skills and we use Johnu Smith in ways that let Johnu Smith show off his skills and if you're going to pay him what new england paid him go ahead they've got a number on everybody and this number has been eclipsed for jack conklin for johnu smith for Corey davis and they're just on to what's next and it might not be at that position but i think their philosophy is we'll scheme it up for the next guy at that position at another position we'll find and offset the production at a better value and that's part of why we haven't seen a lot of second contracts for a lot of guys who are in line for big price tags jim ursay in indianapolis uh went on a a local station forgive me uh it's a a local colts affiliate there uh, television station uh and said that there really is no timetable for carson wentz's return we we joke, like, what is, what is a timetable if you're putting week five to week 12 
on the sheet and on all the report um, that you really don't know. Seven-week gap. And uh, we, we know that he's not available for the first month of the season, but Ursay admitted yesterday they really don't know the timetable for return. Frank Reich said that both Wentz and Quentin Nelson and, and their recovery was going, the, the phrase he used was exceedingly well, going exceedingly well. Nelson says he expects to be back by week one. We don't know the timetable for Wentz, uh, but they, they have been surprising, at least surprising to me, they have been very pleased with Jacob Eason's command of the first team reps in practice. Uh, this is one of those instances where the preseason games actually do matter and are entertaining with situations like Indianapolis who reports are now they're not going to trade for any of these quarterbacks watch them sign Nick Foles whenever the the Chicago Bears cut him as their third string quarterback after the preseason is over but they're not going to make a trade for a quarterback because they've been pleased with Jacob Eason this is prior to any preseason game but that said I mean um how much do you like Eason? Because they, they cut his reps in half one day lately and, and, tur- and turned it over to... Uh, Ellinger. Ellinger, uh, the, te- the Texas kid. So uh, my sense, and you may be more current than I am because I haven't checked in on the Colts in a couple of days, but the last thing I read from Colts camp was about Ellinger, uh, Ellinger getting, yeah. getting uh, about half the starters reps, sounding like well, they that's wanted why. To, to get a balance there to give him a chance to stake his claim. So uh, that could say, hey, we're liking both of them and want to sort them out. But that's a very, yeah. you know, we're liking both of our Which means not you don't have very one. good quarterbacks yeah. is, is, you know, a real cheerleader stance. And who knows, uh, you know, who knows what to believe this time of year? And, and, but, but we'll get these, some evidence. These guys are going to play in the preseason. They're, playing, yes. they're going to play. Yes. So we'll get a good sense of, of what they're like in game action. That, that's one example of where the preseason actually benefits a team. Yeah. Denver, we're going to get some, Another some good real example. sense. Yeah. You know, uh, Locke is getting a start there on seniority. Bridgewater will start the second game. They're going to sort that out. The Saints we mentioned earlier, where Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, there's real sorting out to do there. Uh, I'm not saying I wish the Titans were in that situation, but that's the kind of preseason you'd much prefer to be watching than the one we're going to be watching locally in Nashville, Tennessee, where Derrick Henry's probably not put on a uniform. Yeah, or if he's even there, if he even made the trip. uh, Yeah, well, a lot of guys didn't make the trip to Atlanta. Uh, They'll make the trip to Tampa Bay because a lot of them will practice. But if, then, then they won't dress for the game. If Derrick Henry was there, I guarantee you the Titans will show us what he's wearing, getting off the. Off oh, they the will. They will. We're gonna fashion we're gonna see show. the full fashion show. That, that's I, for well, sure. they reduced the fashion show from what I saw because they don't want to show how many guys are not oh. getting on or off the plane. Well, the the guy up in the preseason though, they're not required to wear dress. certain things. They just it's just the Titans polo, so you have to wear. It. I can't so wait. There's to no see, fashion show. I, I for one can't wait to see Logan Woodside's fit for this game as he gets ready. <laughs> that's what everybody wants to see. Um, we will preview some aspects of, t- of tonight's matchup with the Titans and Falcons where you actually have some pads popping and live action. Uh, areas where we will be paying attention tonight. That's later in the Tennessee Power Hour. But speaking of quarterback battles, Chad, we've got one in Knoxville. Uh, we, we think we know the direction they're going with Joe Milton, but do we? Well, we'll, we'll chat with Brent Hubs and Austin Price in the VolQuest Power Hour. Yeah, plenty to get into. The scrimmage yesterday, uh, the status of Brian Maurer, speaking of quarterbacks, he was uh, scheduled to meet with head coach Josh Heupel today. So we've got a lot to discuss with our VolQuest guys. That is straight ahead with OutKick 360.
Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.